doing something else that was pulsing in time with the track, all of the effects that come with logic are going to allow you to lock to the tempo of the track. Let's clean up my performance again and grab that little boo-boo right there. We could leave it. Let's take it out. Now, anybody into trap music? If, if no one is, then I won't do this next. How about a little flavor of trap? We won't go all the way with it. But this is what I'm talking about, how these tools, all of them, not just logic, all of them really let you just grab flavors from other styles, create your own hybrid styles. I'm just grabbing some trap hi-hats, and we know what to do. They're not in time, but we just option drag the lower right-hand corner. Here are our trap hats. Right in time of the trap. Take those trap hats. Who is the one that liked trap music here? Only one person? Okay. All right, so now those hi hats are still going to just lock right in and have a little bit more of that tightness to the peel of locking. We're just looking at the tools, so I'm not going to make a hit record in the next 20 minutes. Did someone say you never know? Yes. I agree. I agree. I've actually done things during these presentations before that I make a point to save off because I make a mistake, something weird, and it's kind of cool. All right, so here's a full production track that so far we played with the feel and the, and the timing and the groove with those little tricks of option dragging and slicing and dicing and flexing. Now I want to take this track that's pretty slow, 86 BPM. twice as fast, the whole track, the vocals, the drums, the synths, instantly. That's what I mean by these tools just allowing us and inspiring us to just create new styles, new subgenres of music. Let's jump ahead to the chorus with vocals. Very slow, laid back feel. If I wanted to hear that whole track double time, I'm just going to add this. I could have had it in there, but I wanted to show you. I added the Vera speed. This was a feature that was first introduced on tape machines to create pitch and tempo effects. And I'm just going to take that, and I want to see our tempo. We're at 86. I'm not going to go quite double time yet. I'll go to 120, just like that, typing in 120. Everything's still lost. The vocals... Faster? No? That's fast enough? Oh, let's go a little faster. Faster, please. Nah, let's keep it. So that's how much you can play with the timing, the feel, the whole temple of a production. So again, we know that beats making beats that I call creating music. It's not just about the timing and the drums and the rhythm. It's also about the music on the track. That is what we mean by making beats, right? So here's another track. It's a full production that uh, had started with some 
drums that I sort of dragged into the session, and really the inspiration for the track was playing the piano. So I'll play this, but what happened, I played the piano part, another very slow 75 BPM track. I played the piano, and I had this idea of hearing guitar on top of it. I don't play guitar, I didn't know where to find a guitar in that moment, so I'm using an apple loop. There's the piano, and there's the guitar part, perfectly locked in key. There's actually this little uh, subtle ambient guitar that's just playing some distortion in the background, really low, but also in key with the track. So let's reproduce this track really quickly, because the whole, what I'm talking about is how quick and infinite the tools are today, not just in Logic, but in all of the digital audio workstations, iApps, and projects that probably some of you are working on now for instruments that just open up all kinds of freedom to create music. So how did I build that groove? I used an Apple Loop. Who here has used Apple Loops, knows what they are, hates them? Okay. Plug your ears up if you hate them. So what I did here to start this track was I went to the Beats, and being that I like my loungy down-tempo I searched through the trip hop beats, and there's just amazing beats all in here. But the one that I used for that particular track was a little further down, trip hop tribal. But, whoops, finger slipped. Let's grab that again. And of course, the beats are all uh, previewing at the tempo of logic, and I want to down tempo, chill out, so I took that 120 and just dropped it down to 75. And the rest of the foundation of the groove was I went into one of logic's drum machines called Ultra Beat. bother Dan to also bring me a sustain pedal, so, no, I'm kidding, I'm totally kidding, you know I would have asked for it if I wanted that too, but I'll just fake having a sustain pedal by adding some delay to it, just one of these gorgeous plugins that comes built in that will sort of help the notes sustain a little bit more, and let's listen now. 
almost set up to record this. The last thing I want to do, anyone read music? So this is important. It's not just for your entertainment. We need to know what I played as far as the actual notes. So I'm doing the best I can with these baby keys um, to play. So I'm play something real simple. Fortunately, it was simple. to bring into this track, right, from when we listen to the finished production. It's going to be a little bit of a problem. For, for anyone that reads music, what was I playing? What kind of notes, chords, key, what key are we in? C minor, C minor or maybe e minor. F minor, coming up ahead. Okay, for those of you that do not read music, because again, we need to know the key because we're going to have to get those apple loops to be in the key of the project. Um, logic always defaults to the key of C. I need to tell it what key that I played in, so I need the chord track. So if you don't read music and you don't know, oh, those, those people that I'm so jealous of that could just listen to them and be like, oh, yeah, that's an F minor, C minor. Well, I'm not one of those. But you can go to the chord track and say, analyze. And now it tells you what chords I played. So we are ready to go. We know um, all the information that I need to grab this apple loop. So I went to guitars, and the one that I liked, that I liked the vibe of, even though it was in the wrong key, laid back classic. is not going to sound exactly right with my performance. It's not in the right key. Different key. So, um, by the way, before I lock this up in key, for anyone that thinks that I've just been completely cheating, that I heard this piano part, but I used a drum loop that was an apple loop, and what has happened to music, and well, maybe she did it, but what professional would really use that, and what good would they be? Anyone thinking that? Well, I'll just remind you for a minute of something that happened in 2006. Sound familiar to anyone? Let's get it to the right tempo. The entire foundation of Rihanna's hit song, Umbrella, was that, was that right there. It wasn't this. The producers sitting in the studio were like, oh my God, that's a hit song. They heard that. And that inspired what became Umbrella. And why I like that so much is it reminds me of a few musicians from a few years before Umbrella. This producer, Beethoven, actually, I guess they called him a composer. Well, he was really well known for borrowing from Mozart. 
And Mozart was really well known for borrowing from Bach. In fact, Mozart was applauded for having the gift for being able to hear and take from other musicians. It's just kind of interesting that it's part of our musical culture to be inspired from and use our ears to take from in whatever way we can from music that exists before us, during us. Back to our project. In the finished song, I took that guitar apple loop. You changed the key. I changed the key. That's all I had to do to take any apple loop in the loop library and tell in the uh, signature track not to be in C, the default, but to be in F minor. And that's how this locks up to the piano. If, if it was in that def default key of C, oops, let's open it up this way. If it was in the default key of C, this is how the guitar would have sounded against the piano. That shouldn't sound as good to you against the piano. Right? It should sound a little better to you this way. So what, what are we talking about? We're talking about that allowed me Last track I want to open up. Oh, um, something else that's kind of cool with uh, the way that the piano part uh, was identified. Well, let's do it right here again with the chord track, the way I was able to ask Logic to analyze my chords. This is kind of interesting. You can go into the score in Logic and put it into page view. Page view. And then you can go to functions or insert chords and literally go file print and print out and add your lyrics, and print out a whole orchestrated score. Last track I want to open up because it's 124 and there's a panel starting here at 1.30. That's pretty interesting what we'll be talking about. Last track I want to go to is a Sandy Gold remix that I did with uh, just a, not for any real purpose except to talk about a few other features. If you purchase the current version of Logic, you got in the box a full Santy Gold song as well as one by the Killers and Lily Allen, just the full production that was done in Logic. So I grabbed those vocals and just sliced them up and put some Apple Loops against it and you know, ended up with this little project. And again, this is basically all Apple Loops put together. I took the vocals, and you remember, for those of you that were here at the very beginning, the way I went option scissors and sliced up the beat and had all the little slivers of kicks. Here's her vocal slivered up with a bunch of effects on it. For some reason, 
started vocal strings, synths, bass lines, drums sounds really good to our ear today. When you slice things up, our ears seem to like that. Um, so another little fun feature in Logic is uh, this, they're called Speed Fades. I'm going to jump ahead. Listen to the drums. Right here, coming up. So it's almost like a turntable effect or, or a tape deck effect. No hardware necessary. All we did was come over here and instead of fading out the region, now you won't hear the effect. Just got quieter. Flip that to slow down. One little setting in a parameter box and you get... Tools are just endless parameters. Okay, we got time for two more endless parameters. I had a couple of tracks hidden, which is a real handy feature when you have a big production to sort of have some parts of the track out of sight, out of mind. Let's just cycle around these. All right, so I've got four beats. It's going to be a little messy, all of them together. So let's pack them up. I'll just highlight them. This is actually a feature that was designed not for what we're doing, but for creating a composite vocal track. So pretend these are like four different takes of a vocal that you want to choose the best parts of them. But I'm going to choose the best parts of these beats. And I'll color them again, not because you have to, but just so you can follow along what I do. And here we go. I'll zoom in. And I'm just going to swipe between the beats. Grab that part, grab that part. As soon as I move the pointer tool into this take holder, it just lets me swipe between them. Just as, again, and it's taking the tools that were, this was designed for being able for an engineer to be able to comp between takes of a vocalist or a saxophone recording, and I'm swiping between the beats. Weird. Um, again, making beats is not just about making beats. It's not just about the drums. It's about those layers of the instruments that you put on top. So I'm going to take from one of these instruments that Logic comes with. You can put other people, other manufacturers' instruments inside of here. I'm taking the sampler in Logic and looking at what we're really talking about is not just infinite ways that you can slice up and regroove and change the feel of a beat. The possibilities for what an instrument even is today is infinite. I'm kind of playing a monster right now on my keyboard. Is it an instrument? I can play it, but you're right. I can take my monster sound effect sound that I'm playing, and um, let's just set the locators around that, and get in there and filter it.
I could play strings and violins and pianos, which I love to do as well. So, what are we really talking about with all of this? The presentation was conducted in Logic because that's my preferred writing tool. But this presentation isn't really about logic. With all of these amazing tools to create, and the ones that some people at this conference are creating that will be available in two months and six months, the real question to me is sustainable creativity and how mastering these tools can translate into something that's revenue generating in every sense of the word getting paid, being creatively fulfilled while you're getting paid, and I'd like to thank expanding the pie, the creative pie for others, and that might be part of what we get into in the panel coming up that's about the future of music creation. Thank you. I don't really have time for questions because I've gone one minute past. I'm so sorry, but I'll be around after the panel. Thank you, guys.